Based on a CNBC article from October 2022 last year, on average, sports fans plan to spend $664 per year on sports. This includes fantasy sports and attending sporting events. Is that money well spent? Is that how much you spend per year on sports, more or less? Let's discuss. Welcome to All in Society. I'm your host, Claude Winston. Join me as we dive into the thrilling world of poker, expand our financial intelligence, and unlock secrets to a healthier lifestyle. Make sure you check out my website, allinsociety.com, my YouTube page, and make sure you tap into each and every episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mondays and Wednesdays, we drop the episodes at 8 p.m. Eastern and all podcast networks. And Friday, we release them a little early for you at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you want to stay up to date on me and my socials, you can check out the episode description for all my links to my socials and to the website and to the YouTube page. If you're planning a trip soon and you need some fresh new luggage, check out Travel Pro for high quality luggage and gear. Use the code in the episode description. You should be able to get 15% off. Today's episode, we're going to discuss my August poker recap. The 2040 limit hold'em game I stumbled across last night at MGM National Harbor. Is it time to wear a mask again? And fantasy sports talk part two. But first... As I've discussed, I had a, I was inspired by Wall Street Trappers Trapping Tuesday episode on YouTube. So if you guys are not familiar or if you're not aware, there's this individual, his name, he goes by Wall Street Trapper and he breaks down the stock market in a way that's very digestible, um, easy to understand, um, not these um large words and these jargons that we don't know he makes it consumable he makes it very easy to understand and he relates it to to the streets so he has a very unique take on it um i love it at first it took me a while special especially because it's long form um videos on youtube typically his episodes last two and a half hours to three hours sometimes um but at first i was kind of hesitant but now I've trained, you know, when I go to the movies, I watch a movie for two hours, right? So why would I not watch somebody give me game instead of going to the movies and being entertained for two hours plus? I'm going to watch him and tune him to him every week, tune in every week and learn something new about the stock market. So Wall Street Trapper, look him up on YouTube and his show is called Trapping Tuesdays. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. But this year he has a he has a tour going on. And so I've been definitely waiting and looking at the tickets and I finally I finally tapped in and I finally got the tickets. Um they are for September twenty sixth. He's gonna be in Philadelphia, so it's three and a half, four hour drive for me. Um from Southern Maryland. He'll be at the Miller Theater and I bought tickets in the VIP section. So I really want to tap in. There's a couple of extra nuanced things that you get for the VIP section. There's another higher tier, I think he calls it Elite, where you can kind of network with him and meet him and things like that. I'm gonna just try to see if I can do that without buying the that tier. See if I can finagle my way in there and network. Cause I do want to meet him. I have some couple of ideas that I want to run by him that have nothing to do with the stock market. Um and we'll we'll see where we go from there. Uh, maybe I'll be uh, 
I'll be so moved. I might go to the next show after this and maybe then I'll pony up the money if I have a good week on the tables. Um, so if anybody's listening and is in the Philadelphia area, tap into me. If anybody's interested in going or have a couple questions, um, about the show, if you don't want to go to the actual show, the actual taping, you can watch it at home for free too. So um, if you have any questions, tap in with me. You guys know where to find me. Uh, but I did want to tap, I did want to add on to what we discussed last episode. So last episode, um, I discussed um, fantasy sports and all of us getting together and putting that money um, and building uh, a superstar portfolio as well as we're building these fantasy teams right so i tapped in a little bit i went a little bit deeper right so you saw heard the stats to begin we on average spend 664 dollars on sports per year and i probably say half of that is fantasy sports right um I love drafting myself. I specifically I enjoy a best ball because I don't want to do, watch the waivers and 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 keep track of my team. I just want to draft my team. That's the most enjoyable part of the whole thing to me is drafting the team, that process. And once the team's drafted, I don't want to mess with it anymore. I just want the best score to be placed um, for running back, quarterback, tight end, you know, so on and so forth. I don't really want to manage it and waste any more time. And then at the end of it, if I win, I win. And I, I do these really cheap best ball leagues, like $5, $10 in DraftKings. Um, so that's how I do it. Um, I travel around a lot. So I prefer to do a live draft amongst like friends. And so you can kind of um, talk junk and talk smack with one another. I was involved in some leagues that were local here, but um, I just... I've gotten older. There's other things that are more important now. Um, So I prefer to do it on DraftKings. But for those of you guys that are in leagues with folks that you've known since high school or family and and whatnot, how much are you spending on that league per year? 100, 200, 300, 500 plus? I want to give you guys a couple of uh, options, a couple of suggestions of what you could be doing. Say you're spending three hundred dollars in fantasy sports. So I want you guys to cut that in half. Say the whole league, everyone ponies up three hundred dollars. I want you guys to cut that a half, or if you want, cut it in thirds. Everybody takes a hundred dollars out, and you're gonna do one of these things that I've listed here. One, you can put the money in the market, and you can have somebody manage that portfolio, or you could just put the money in the market and have uh, someone else manage it for you, guys. And every year, you put up $100,000. So if you had 10 of you, you put up $100 a piece, it's $1,000. So every year, you're contributing $1,000 because you're going to continue to do this, right? Now, every once in a while, people fall out of the league. And so if you're not, um, if you don't have a consistent league with this consistent same people every year, uh, maybe I, I don't suggest doing this. Um, but I do have other options for you if you want to do something more short term. But putting the money in the market and put in a portfolio and, um, and watch it grow. Another option is put money into a high-yield savings account. Now, previously, I have discussed um, putting that money into the the Apple savings account because a lot of us have Apple phones. And if you just compound this money, within a couple of years or so, if you guys want to go on like a, a big, massive trip together, that money could continue to compound. And after a couple of years or so, you'll have more money than what you put in, right? So think about it that way. Um, and if you guys want to contribute more than just the fantasy money, maybe you do it quarterly, you contribute money, maybe uh, $50 if it's not $100, if you started with $100 quarterly. 
Um, just some suggestions. Start a business together. Uh, pull your money. And if you guys have a collective idea and you've always been talking about it, but you never really had the funds or really, really got serious about it. Here's an opportunity to kind of put, put your money where your mouth is. Put, pull the money together and start a business. For the ballers out there that, are, that really have some um, disposable income, you guys could buy real estate together, right? Wouldn't that be awesome if you could buy some property? Say if you guys like going out to Vegas every year, you have an annual trip. Well, you buy some property out there and you, and you run it out uh, the other times of the year. Wouldn't that be awesome? So the times you're out there, it's, um, it's free. It's paid for, right? And the other times when you're not there, you can just rent it out. I mean, you invest in someone else's business. If you guys, uh, if one of you in the group has is a business owner, right? And maybe you need a little bit of extra cash to fund um, some business opportunities. Tap into your friends and your family that are in that league. Or my last suggestion, what about buying an existing business? Now, there's plenty of profitable businesses out there. Maybe someone is getting older and they don't have the time or the bandwidth to really continue doing the business as a profitable business. And it's really not hands on. You just need to change your ownership. There's another opportunity for you. Um, So I don't want to harp on this too much because we had a whole other episode, but I did want to tap on that today. Is it time to wear a mask due to COVID spikes? I'd hope not. But this is something we might need to consider, consider again with these new variants emerging. An uptick, an uptick in COVID cases and hospitalizations in the U.S. and the emergence of new variants of the virus are prompting questions about whether Americans should start masking up again. The CDC said weekly new COVID hospitalizations in the U.S. jumped nearly 19% last week. A sixth straight week of increased admissions. New COVID variants, and y'all ain't going to set me up. Um, let's just say where they have new variants and they have new names, and I'm just going to keep it at that. And a handful of XBB strains have fueled the rise. All of those strains are descendants of the Omicron variant. New COVID shots are slated to roll out in mid-September and will likely provide robust protection against variants. But until then, experts say masking is an important tool people can use to protect themselves as COVID starts to spread at a higher level nationwide. So I didn't want to harp on this again, but I just want you guys to be aware if you were going like myself, going to these conferences and you're around large uh, masses of folks, maybe you need to wear a mask when you're in those crowds. Um, I want you everybody to be safe out there. 2040 limit hold'em. So yesterday I went to uh, MGM National Harbor, played some cards. I initially sat down and won three table, and I've been wanting to play limit hold'em, like a 10-20, um, but they do play 2040 limit hold'em, and, I, and they play Thursday, every Thursday. I don't know how often they play, how consistently they play. Maybe these games are starting to roll, bla- roll back into the room again. So I jumped into the game. At first they were playing pretty short. And I asked a player who was pretty familiar with uh, the players in that game. I asked him for the for the lineup for for him to give me the details of the players that were already in the game and the players that would be coming to the game. And he gave me I'm, I'm not telling you if he gave me the blueprint. He told me exactly who was who, and that it was it. Was, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt, so much. He told me exactly what was what. And when I sat down, I knew exactly what to do. So I really got up to speed and really need to, I really developed a strategy of how to 
to beat this game. Now, I didn't do it successfully early on. Uh, a part of it, I was running good, and a part of it was also me adjusting to playing limit holding again. It's been years since I played limit holding, and I've been playing no limit. So it was it was really hard to kind of get that mindset of Claude. You can't protect your hands. You can't, you know these. If if the game is really loose, these people are going to call you down and just try to hit these gutter balls. Now, whether they can afford to do this consistently or not is one thing and another. Um, but as long as the if my hands hold, I should be able to to crush these games. As long as I'm putting in bets when it makes sense to put in bets and and maybe check calling to and being defensive when I need to, being aggressive when I need to, and being uh, just passive and check calling when I need to, and not putting in those extra bets. Um, so, like I said, um, there's a couple of times I had some some big pairs, and then they got beat in the river. People calling with. Like on the flop, they're in three bets pre-flop with queen eight suited, not even in the blinds, just calling a gamble, hoping for flush draws out there. And then when the flush card hits, they're praying that no one has a king high flush or has high blush flush to beat them. But yes, people are doing this in these games at 2040 limit hold them. It was a awesome game. Um, so, of course, people, uh, they hit their hit the draws that were not profitable to chase in the long run. As to be expected, there are people that are playing bad. To be quite honest with you, the large majority of the table did seem like they didn't know how to play that game appropriately. And so I sat down with the game with not enough. I sat down originally with 600 bucks, And then after a hand or two, I was like, yeah, this is not going to be enough to play this game. I'm not um, sitting properly for this for this table. So I probably going forward, I probably want to sit with at least 1500 to $2,000. And I'm probably not digging deeper into that. Other than that. Um, if I'm running bad, I'm running bad that day, but I don't want to put more bullets than that into this game. Um, if I'm thinking of it, uh, uh, from the right approach, I'm thinking it like this. Um, so in that game, a big bet is $40. So I'm assuming um, pre-flop and then the flap turn and river, I'm getting four big bets in. So that's 40 times four is $160. So for me, I think if I'm going to play hand from start to finish, I want to be able to do that 10 times in this game. Now, it's probably, I need to say, but probably about 20. But for this game, um, and I'm not going to be playing this game consistently, and I, I don't want to really get too deep because this game only runs once a week, I want to sit with 10 times, uh, 10 times that, so 1600 So that's why I said six, 1500 to $2,000 I want to sit with in this game. And, and it seemed to work in my favor, um, kind of fighting through the variance and then eventually learning the players and playing better. And I also had a decent position at this table. If I was sitting in C8, I probably would have saved some bets and uh, or made a lot more money uh, based on the players that were um, at the table today and uh, who had position was who, who was who was aggressive behind me. I was kind of sandwiched in the middle between the two of the most aggressive players. And to be quite honest with you, I think they did that by design. So I have to watch for these type of games um, um, and make sure that I'm not uh, getting getting squeezed. But also at the same time, these guys don't play well enough. They're really just gamblers, especially the one in seat eight. Um, he's an Asian player, so and I'll just leave that at that. He likes to gamble. Um, and so I was, like I said, I was into the games initially for 600. Then I tapped off to, to 900 uh, after I lost like a pot. And then I got down to 200 bucks. And then I went to the to the bank and put on $600 more. So I think it was like what $1,500 total um, is what I was in for. And I was able to run it back up and I cashed for just 
I think just under, I made a couple hundred dollars. Um, but I was, like I said, after all this, I was fully into the game for the 1500. I was down to $200 and finally ran good on a couple of dealers with the, with the, with the with the good vibes in that uh the hot deck came through and and i had a, went on a nice run but this was awesome when we were playing six-handed so it wasn't the pots weren't bloated and people weren't just chasing in the river trying to hit gutter balls or miracle cards once this game is six-handed i'm i'm fairly i'm very confident i can beat this table um because like i said there's no there they don't have the odds to chase these crazy draws and play these hands. And I'm going to sit more um, patiently than them. I'm going to play the hands um, pretty much as optimal as possible um, when it comes to uh, when to open, when to be aggressive, when to be kind of defensive. So I don't harp too much further into that. Sorry, I've said that three times. I apologize, guys. I don't want to use that anymore. Um, but like I said, it was a juicy game. Um, I told them I will be there every Thursday to play this game and hopefully mop them up and have a better outcome. I, th- I, I think I, this game, I probably may, I can easily pull $1,000 off this game every week, every Thursday. And to tap, cap it off, uh, we're going to do the monthly recap for the month of August. And so I don't tell you these guys, I don't tell you guys these numbers to kind of like gloat because I'm sure there's going to be some months that I get my ass kicked in. Um, but I just wanted to sh- show my journey. That's really why I'm, why I'm doing this to show you guys. That I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just running in my mouth. I'm not just here um, punting and just showing you on social media, my wins. Um, I, I follow everything. I track how much money I tip out. I track how many hours I play. I track what my hourly is. I, um, I I break this stuff down. I could do a little more detail based on game as well, game type, but um, we'll do that um, in the future. Um, so the month of August, I played uh, quite a few tournaments because of the series, right? We only really had any significant hits on the, the six max event. So uh, if, I will definitely be searching out and trying to find six max events that are worth traveling um, for probably won't be anything less than thousand dollars. I won't travel for because I don't think they're going to run any six max events because they labor intensive. You need a lot of dealers. Um, but for tournaments, I made uh, just under seven thousand dollars, so six thousand nine hundred and fifty-five just from tournaments and cash games. I made six thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars, so a grand total of thirteen thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars made in the month of August. Now I'm not going to have the. I'm not going to take second place in tournaments every. August because I'm planning to play that many tournaments to be quite honest. So this month is pretty bloated. So when there are tournament series, I'll try to play the best tournaments um, that are available and hopefully have a nice score. Um, But I typically, this is where I want to, I want to make about $6,000 a month playing cash. Uh, If I'm able to play two, five more consistently and stay off the one, three tables. And if this, uh, if this 2040 game runs consistently, I'm able to to really start beating that game. Hopefully, we'll start um, approaching 7K plus. But 6,000 for the next couple of months, I want to hit that consistently and hopefully build up the bankroll and start playing 2-5 more consistently. Um, right now, we're pretty, I'm pretty much playing 1-3. If I play Monday through Wednesday, that's 1-3. Uh, Thursday, I'll be playing uh, 2040 if it goes. If not, I'll probably play 1-3 uh, that day as well. And then on the weekends, I'll be playing cash, playing 2-5. I'm not going to – I don't think I'll dabble into playing 5-10. 
I need to really see the player pool would have to be really soft. And I don't feel um, comfortable playing 510 yet. So just 25 and 13, and then occasionally 2040. And I'll probably start reaching out and asking um, so f- some folks if they want to share some. Um, share some action in that 2040 game so I can feel more comfortable. And if I want to sit with two grand, then I can, I can start doing that and capping off and really, uh, and really punish these guys. So um, that's going to be it. As far as the information, I did want to go over the mantra. Um, If you guys are playing anything this weekend, I hope you, uh, you have some good luck and I hope you to start your day if if you're inspired by this mantra to kind of this is how you want to start your day i know i get up this is how i start my day i go over the mantra and then i will i go outside and i do my walk and i do my my jog and my run i know i'm starting to realize if i don't do that i feel i feel off i feel like i haven't started my day correctly so I am an unstoppable force embarking on a thrilling journey of growth and unity My ambition burns within me, pushing me to break through limitations and create opportunities that open doors to progress. I am guided by knowledge, fearlessly taking strategic risks and facing life's challenges with wisdom and determination. I value my body, nurturing it with strength and embracing my heritage. Together, we overcome obstacles, empowering each other to achieve greatness. I am the architect of my own destiny, weaving success and resilience. Within me lies the greatness to carve a future where possibilities know no bounds. Together, let's rise and take it to another level. Um, let's go over a disclaimer. Um, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor, but I, I just think there's a lot of things that we could be doing that's more productive with our money. Uh, the information provided in this show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any advice. Excuse me, guys, before I'm making any investment decisions, the content presented may not be accurate, complete or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements of or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations by participating in the show. You acknowledge and accept these disclaimers. Remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you are dealt to the best of your ability. And I promise y'all, I promise you'll come out ahead. Hopefully you have a wonderful weekend. Good luck.